0: General Baptist Women's Ministries has been in existence since 1911. Women's Ministries was founded and continues to be a support ministry for missions globally and nationally. The ministry exists to assist women's groups in the denomination to fulfill the Great Commission. Missions is a vehicle by which this can be achieved. Our desire is that people all over the world come to know Jesus as their Savior. We partner with the denomination to assist, in particular, global and national missions. We believe, as General Baptists do, that we're better together. Well, I'm Vicki Smith, and I'm president of General Baptist Women's Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of We Can. In the following episodes, you'll be hearing from women all over the denomination as they share ways that they're serving in their local church and community to inspire, and empower women to find their full God potential. Well, on this episode, this morning, I am super excited to be sharing a conversation with Carol Lawrence. Welcome, Carol, to this podcast. Carol currently serves as Administrative Assistant to President Danny Donovan, but I'll really put you on the spot. How many years have you been involved with General Baptist? I have been involved
1: for over 19 years with General Baptist. Now, I have served at my church, at Fellowship General Baptist Church, uh, for over
0: 24 years. Right. But coming to G- General Baptist Ministries, it's been 19 altogether. And and served in various capacities. I know when Sid and I were on the mission field, you were in global missions, at yes. that time international mm-hmm. missions. You actually served in the Women's Ministries yes. Department at one mm-hmm. point, which... I did not realize that till I saw your name on some documents.
1: Nothing (laughs) to incriminate
0: you, but I just your name popped up. So anyway, so we appreciate Carol and all that she does. Just to begin this morning, Carol, would you tell us just a little bit about yourself, just just personally?
1: Well, uh, thank you for having me today. You are welcome. And I have. I'm first of all, I'm a grandma of a six-year-old little boy named Cooper Lawrence, who is just the amazing, amazing little boy. As you can tell, I'm just a little bit prideful with that. <laughs> I have to pray about that. Um, My husband, Dennis, we've been married for 34 years yesterday. Wow. And uh, we have a son, Sean Lawrence. And so as a wife and a mama and now a grandma, I just feel like it's complete. There the you blessing go. blessing is every day.
0: And I will have to tell you, this is, I think, the third podcast that I've done with a grandma. And I hate to burst your bubble, Such but wisdom. they've all said the same thing. My grandchildren are it. just the most important no. in my life. No, so <laughs> I know. We can't help that. Can <laughs> and we're we? supposed to be. Someone uh, said one time that grandchildren are your reward for raising your kids.
1: <laughs> so. I believe that. No. I, my father-in-law told me he
0: wished he could have skipped the generation and gone to the grandkids.
1: (laughs) And I understand that now.
0: (laughs) Uh For sure. And the the good part about it is you can just enjoy them, but you always know there's going to be a car that will come pick them up (laughs) and take them home so you can rest a little bit. Well, Carol, share a little bit um, about your calling or what you have really been impressed by Mm -hmm. that God really desires from you.
1: Well, what I feel most passionate about, and I believe that passion comes from the Lord, that it's just nothing that I would say, oh, this is what I enjoy. This is what I get uh, the most feedback from. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, I believe it is a calling, and it, it is women's Bible study. I enjoy teaching. I think there's a difference between preaching and teaching. Yes, exactly. And uh, I believe that teaching is uh, where disciples, that's where we are learners and where we can make disciples is from Bible studies, hosting Bible studies and teaching God's word, not just talking about what we think about God's word, but what God's word does to us Mm -hmm. when we're in those studies. Right. So for me, um, if I'm passionate about one thing in ministry I would have to say it would be Bible study, Mm -hmm. hosting a group of women coming together and just discussing God's Word
0: and allowing God's Word to prevail over us. Right. I know I've reached out to Carol on various occasions for information, Mm -hmm. for her experience. I know she's a wealth of information when it comes to Bible studies, and this one's good, or no, steer away (laughs) from that one, or she's always saying, have you read this one? I'm going, no, I have not. But at one point, I don't know if you remember, you you were laughing about it, but you said, I consider myself to be a Bible nerd. Yes. (laughs) And I thought, I think there are worse things that you can consider yourself to be. So I so appreciate women like you who have that passion Mm -hmm. to teach. But an important part of teaching is studying. Yes. And I know Sid and I have talked about this many times. We've led Bible studies before, small groups back in the Sunday school day, you know, taught mm-hmm. Sunday school classes, all of that. And Sid as always said, he said, I love teaching, but the one thing I love about it is that it forces me to study. It forces mm-hmm. me to dig deeper. Yes. And um, not to make this about me because I'm interviewing you, but I, I remember one morning getting up and um, Sid got up and he said, oh my gosh, I was up till two o'clock in the morning. And I said, I know, I got up and checked on you one time to make sure you were breathing and then went back to bed. But he was getting ready to teach a class over the book of Romans. And he he had his Bible out and his his study guides. And he goes, I just want to show you what I found. I started reading this and then it directed me there. And then I read that and then it directed me over here. And he said, I just couldn't put it down. And he said, I thought about waking you up to tell you. And I said, well, I appreciate that, Sid. I'm happy that you didn't because I'm enjoying listening to it now. So anyway, so I, I'm so thankful for people that love to study and do. We, I have been kind of bombarded, if you want to call that, about how, what an influence women have on other women. Yes. We had a, a wonderful sermon on Mother's Day, and it was not the one that I would have expected it to be. It was uh, how all women... Are women of influence, yes. whether you're a mom, whether mm-hmm. you're a grandma, whatever, and that you cast a shadow, whether you like it or not, you have, you have no power over that because it's being cast. Mm-hmm. You, you can sometimes curb it a little bit, but you can't stop it. And so can you think of some godly women, and if you don't want to name names, that's perfectly okay, but some godly women that had an influence on your life?
1: Well, if I went back into my childhood, of course, it would have been my grandmother. Um, She took my brother and I, and um, we came from a broken home, and our grandparents actually adopted us. And my grandmother, growing up, I remember that she taught the Word in everything that she did and said. She didn't necessarily recite the Word to us, but she would... Growing up in her home, it was consistently we knew that we did this because this is what God told us to do. This is how we are to be and love one another. And and coming from a broken home, she also taught forgiveness at that time. Mm -hmm. She said, you don't know what they went through that brought you to this place. Mm -hmm. And, And so in that respect, that had a lot of influence on me in my life as far as forgiveness and, and understanding that everybody's different. They come from different backgrounds. If I talked about now today, it would be the women in my Bible study mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. We have uh, different age groups. We have younger girls, a lot younger than me girls. And we have some girls that are just a little bit further down the road than me. Yes, And they all at some point or another will influence me If I go to Bible study at night and I have had a rough day or there has been something that I'm concerned about with my family, those ladies can encourage me Mm -hmm. and I've been through that too, Carol, and it's okay. It's going to hurt but you're going to be okay, right. and let's pray about it. Or the Word will, that we're studying on, somehow it will attract one of the younger ladies to speak up and say, I have been looking for this mm-hmm. all along. Exactly. This, we, I didn't know this was in here mm-hmm. in the Bible. And so those ladies, they are ones that have really make and have made an impact on me in my life. Uh, without just naming names, it would embarrass them. Right. But those are the ladies that I look to mm-hmm. every day.
0: We are. I'm probably getting the cart before the horse, but as you think of that Paul and Timothy relationship, yes. mm-hmm. all of us should have a Paul. Yes. But we also should have a Timothy. Yes. And I think sometimes we think of the Pauls as being older, and we're, mm-hmm. since we're talking about women, older women. Yes. But. Not necessarily. No. You can be a Paul and be in your early 20s. You can be a Paul mm-hmm. and be a teenager mm-hmm. because there's always going to be a Timothy right. that's looking towards you or needs your help. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll get into the actual Bible study here in a moment, but you've kind of hinted on it or, or uh, stopped on it a little bit. Yes, we're together studying the Word. Yes. But what else comes out of that? And I know some of that you've already said, but but in being with other women and and studying the word, like you've said, you've developed a relationship with them. Yes, there's something about being together. Mm-hmm. If not it, to answer it for you, but kind of let well, you know. Well, in some respect,
1: um, it's it's been called mentoring in the past. Uh-huh. That you need uh, someone to be a mentor to you, and if you ask someone. Would you consider mentoring a younger girl? Well, the, some have always responded with, well, I don't have enough scripture uh, basis to be able to recite scripture to them. Right. I don't know that I can do that. And uh, But that's okay. You've lived life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you can give them wisdom. Uh, you can pray with them. Right. You can say, sister, it's okay, but let's pray about it. Mm-hmm. Or let's read the word together and yes. see what it teaches us both. So uh, mentoring is just a term that it sometimes it um it offends someone to the where they think that they can't do that. They can't disciple, they can't uh walk down that road is what I like to say right. with another person. Yes. Partner with them. Um I Paul and Timothy, Paul not only was he at times when he was with Timothy. He encouraged him, but also you see it in his letters. I found for today, just thinking about what was I going to say mm-hmm. regarding Bible study or, or scripture knowledge, and I found in First Timothy 4 where Paul told Timothy he wasn't there yet, but he wanted to be there, and he told Timothy, he said, until I come, this thing, now that's that's the Carol insertion of the version uh-huh. of the Bible, went this is what I want you to look at devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture Mm -hmm. and to preaching, as we know is just teaching and sharing. He said to preaching and teaching. He was telling Timothy in front of people, in public, read your Scriptures and share Mm -hmm. with one another. He was already encouraging Timothy that maybe he wasn't as far down the road as as Paul himself was. Right. But Timothy had enough already to encourage one another, mm-hmm. to encourage the people there in Ephesus to continue on in their faith, in their growth with God. Right. And, um, and that's what I see, Bible study, women's groups coming together. Mm-hmm. Before I came to my passion of just studying the Bible for myself, growing up, I always had these—I could hit the high points of some stories of the Bible— but I had this, this some, this past hidden in me of I didn't feel like I really knew mm-hmm. the Bible, knew it well enough for myself. Right, and, and I began studying it on my own, and uh, and that's when I found that my approach to my life, my job, finances, how to parent, how to be in a relationship, how to. Be married to my husband, mm-hmm. it all seemed to change, and that's when it became less of me and more of God. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that when you go to His word, not just read someone's opinion about the Bible, but actually study it for yourself. Right. That's when we become more in His image. It's the only way that we can do it mm-hmm. is by getting to know him and less about ourselves, right coming together in a women's group, they encourage one another to know the scripture themselves, not just sit and talk about the scriptures, mm-hmm. but to study it. And then when you come back, there's that, that part of accountability. Uh-huh. Of, well, last week, did you read Right. that we all really need <laughs> in today's time? Because we can just get so caught up in other things that we need to do, like you said, and being a parent and being a wife mm-hmm. or being active, being even active in your church sometimes, that can dictate what time you have left at yes, the end of the day for exactly. yourself. Mm-hmm. But reading the Word is for yourself. right? Sometimes we want to pick up our phones uh-huh. and just kind of look at social media yes. and
0: escape. And uh, that's, that's kind of where my mind was going when you were talking about that. I, I was a school teacher for 30 years, and so I love books. There's something about having a Bible yes. in your hands. I know yes. you can read it on your phone. I know you mm-hmm. can listen to it when you're driving. I, I know mm-hmm. there are all kinds of Bible studies out there, devotions. I They kind of laughed at me yesterday. I said this. I I said we were talking about how influential videos are on younger children. Yeah, and I see that with our grandson, it it can totally change his personality when he's listening to or watching a certain mm-hmm. video, and so certain videos he's not allowed to watch anymore because <laughs> right. it's not a positive thing that you're seeing. Yes. But I I made the statement. I said I'm that way with Bible study. I am, I am tired, and you all know me. I'm I'm pretty transparent with what I think. I, I'm weary of watching a video, going to a Bible study, and then sitting and watching a video. I so enjoy just having the Bible open and going mm-hmm. through the verse and sharing. You know, yes, you need to have all kinds of helps to help others understand it. And as teaching, you know, we rely on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you, I like to highlight in my Bible, I need to write, yes. I need to write, okay, well, go to this scripture, uh, all mm-hmm. those types of things. So I think that's so important in Bible study. Well, you've already kind of kind of touched on this, but can, can you share just um, maybe just one particular blessing that stands out as you led a Bible study with women?
1: Oh goodness I think it would have been just a times when we've came together and. We have been discussing the lesson that we had studied the past week. And you'll have someone come out and they'll say, I was really struggling with this. I didn't understand this Mm -hmm. before. I never felt like I could understand that this is exactly what Matthew was talking about before when when he was saying... I love your parents, but mm-hmm. but then jesus was was talking to the Pharisees, and he said, This is not what that is. Mm-hmm. and um when we see that we've learned something newer about God than what we first thought our approach to that scripture was, mm-hmm. it, I think that's when that's the biggest blessing for me. So many times when we go to the scripture to study, we're looking for, tell me more about myself, God, or mm-hmm. "Or God, tell me what I should be doing. And, and it's not necessarily a book about us. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like when Moses went and he saw the burning bush, you know, his question was, well, well who am I that mm-hmm. I should or what am I to do? And that's the, still the questions that I think we ask today is, what is in this for me? How do I—I I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? And God didn't answer Moses with, you're my child, and I love you, and I'll, 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 I'll provide for you. Right. Instead, God told Moses, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. He told Moses who he was. Right. And he said, "And I will be with you." Mm-hmm. And I think also, well, in the New Testament, Jesus found that with the Pharisees in John chapter five, where he he said, "You search the Scriptures because you're looking for eternal life." Mm-hmm. And I am right here, right I'm, in front of you. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. and so, if sometimes when we go to the Bible for we're going for directed reasons, mm-hmm. and Sometimes they're selfish for ourselves. Right. But we're wanting answers. And it's in that group when you don't get, you maybe not get lost in those rabbit trails and someone can bring you back about. But for me, this is what the scripture was saying. Mm -hmm. And you can understand that the Bible is written about God. And that's who we are to become more like and less like us. Yes, he loves us. But that's when we can look at it and we can see that. You know, I'm quick to anger, mm-hmm. or I don't have that everlasting love, and that I can. The more that I know about Him, the more I can become more like Him mm-hmm. and less like myself.
0: That's I always say. I I go back to the Book of James quite often, yes, because it's when you're reading it, you're going ooh, uh, ooh, and it kind of it kind of puts it all back in perspective, and you realize, <laughs> you know. It's about God. yeah. And these are some things that are, are pushing me away from God mm-hmm. or distancing myself mm-hmm. from him. Um, when you were talking about, you know, them saying this finally makes sense, that's that's the teachable moment when oh, you gosh. see with little kids, when you see, I always said, when I saw the light bulbs come on in mm-hmm. their eyes, that's what made everything I did so mm-hmm. worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's that way in Bible study. Yes, Um I, I jokingly said the other day, I was talking about younger women, and I said, well, let's be honest, most women anymore are younger than I am. But in, in working with younger women in Bible study, yes. I've seen that big change generationally. Younger women want to know, what is this telling me? Yes. What is this saying that I need to do? Yes. And so that's what makes, I know now, that, that Bible study group so important.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I know there are a lot of people that struggle with understanding the Bible.
1: Yes.
0: And they say, "Well, I try to read it and I just I just can't understand it." And so it, it it's such a blessing to be able to say, "Yes, you can understand this." And and yes. sometimes and I have used this example many times, but I've been involved in ministry for a lot of years. I've heard a lot of sermons over the years. And I don't know how many times, you know, a pastor will get up and he gives his, his scripture that he's going to speak about. And mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, seriously, <laughs> you know, I've heard that before. And you kind of, in your mind, decide what he's going to be saying about it. Never once has this not happened that I didn't hear something or yes. read something in that passage of scripture that I had never noticed before. And this pastor or whoever the speaker was was inspired by God to bring that out. Yes. and so that's just a testament to how many times you can read mm-hmm. a passage of Scripture, and God always has something there available for you that you did not see before.
1: Yes, well, like you said about Sid. Yes, the, that's where that's my favorite time of teaching. It's not getting up and teaching or right. Reading. But it's that self-study of preparing, and that's when mm-hmm. I was... I
0: never knew that was there before. Right, when right. did that get put in yeah. there? <laughs> and, the, and the the history behind it, too, mm-hmm. if you can call it that, how, how going through the Old Testament into the New Testament, it was all perfectly planned out, the prophecy, the way things were stated in the Old Testament that you saw revealed in the New Testament. And it was... It just... It's almost a goosebump time, yes. and it... Um, I hate to say it can be addictive, but Bible study really can, because if you go at it with an open heart and open mind, you learn all kinds of wonderful things. Well, our, our mission statement for Women's Ministries is inspiring and empowering women. I, I am a big believer on the inspiration, because Women's Ministries is founded on supporting missions. Yes. However, there are so many more things encompassed in women's ministries and and Bible study and mentoring are two of those important elements. But I firmly believe that you have to inspire women to God's word. And if they're inspired by God's word and they're learning from it, then the rest of it just comes naturally. Serving comes naturally. I love him so much. I know that he loves me. I understand that this is what he desires for me. I need to be doing more. Yes. Um, I I understand that he loves me. I understand what he's telling me, but I I need to be giving out financially, not just with my time. Mm -hmm. So that inspiration is so important. Well, I know the question is always asked, where do you find your resources? And I know that can open up a whole gambit of discussion, but where, um, where do you find your resources, I guess? <laughs> what would be good suggestions for women who are listening and are thinking, I need to do, let's just talk about the personal Bible study right now. What have you suggested to women as to how they can personally get involved in Bible reading and study?
1: There have been some um, life of course, they when they shut down their stores, that really hurt I, because I yes, loved going in. I'm the same way. Spending time. Not every Bible study was worked with my group, right? Where maybe it worked with someone else's. Mm-hmm. It just d- would not have worked with my group at that time. And to be able to t- preview the Bible studies mm-hmm. and the books themselves, the homework, and um, that has really been frustrating, right? um but going online uh researching with Lifeway uh connecting with different speakers agreeing with their approach to bible study mm-hmm. that really helps me in finding some of the the newer curriculum that's out there right uh lifeway offers a online bible study where you can preview some of the newer speakers mm-hmm. i like to do that um Women's conferences are great. Yes. You've been yes. having new speakers come in uh, that have curriculum of their own. Mm-hmm. And and that's very helpful, too, because then you can hear them, talk with them, and you understand their approach to study right. and uh, their opinions on the scriptures. And it will help with, well, does this meet
0: the criteria
1: for my mm-hmm. group that would work best right. for them?
0: I know this... Uh upcoming year our speaker is christy knuckles yeah and she has written a book living the life you long for and so i i got the book of course and have started reading it and i i am finished with it i i love the book it there are books that just give you what you need Mm -hmm. at the time and she talks a lot about the fact that we should lead from the inside out that we are beloved I haven't always been an inside-out leader. I've been an outside-in in in that I've worried about everything else. Mm -hmm. I've got to do this. Nobody else can do it as well as I can. I've got to be involved in this. If I don't get this started, well, then it's not going to happen, you know, that type of attitude. And getting in this whirlwind and then having God to put me through a pruning process and say, you're doing all this, but not for the reasons that they need to be done. Mm -hmm. And if you're not finding a blessing in them, and I'll be honest, that gets to the point that the blessing is missing and it almost becomes a job. Mm -hmm. And I've, we were involved for several years in a smaller church. And so you learn that you have to wear a lot of caps and I had way too many caps on. (laughs) And, but I thought I can't take any of them off because nobody Mm -hmm. will be able to do it the way I do it, you Mm -hmm. know, and they sure won't get it right. So I'm I'm saying this because Christy Knuckles' book, has meant so much to me. And now I can't wait until she speaks it inside out. Yes. Because if she talks about just half of what's in this book, it's going to be a huge blessing. Um, we're having a women's board meeting tonight, and I'm going to share some of the things that she shared in that book of how we need to be inside out mm-hmm. leaders. And so um, uh, Life- um, Right Now Media, yes. I get it right in a minute, has yes. a lot of good stuff out there. And they have trailers that you can watch. You can actually listen to part of the book. You mm-hmm. can read synopsis on it. So mm-hmm. um I guess the best advice to women would just be research. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I would suggest that. There's a lot of good speakers out there, but there are some that just they wouldn't mix well with your group. Right. So, so right. read about them. Uh do a test run of one mm-hmm. of their videos. Mm-hmm. You can find a lot of videos on YouTube right. where they've allowed as part of a session to go on to so you can listen to them and see if they would mix well. Bible Gateway does mm-hmm. some really good videos, right. too. Uh, they've had Anne Graham lots. They've mm-hmm. had Lisa Turkhurst on there. And so there is a lot of good curriculum out there. Right. You've just got to do the research. Yes, you do. Find and find what I'd, meets
0: yes. well with your group. And I would encourage the listeners, don't start a study unless you personally have read the book. Yes. Make sure you've yes. gone through the whole thing. I, I know that as a teacher, the cover looks good. The pictures look good. The readability of it is great, but then actually get into what the message is of the book. So lots of resources at our disposal right now. Yes. Um, reach out to someone else that you know has done Bible mm-hmm. studies too. I mean, you can you can be resources to each other. Um, personal quiet time is so important um, I think that's, that's where it comes from. That's the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage, as I know you would, our listeners yes. to, to just spend that quiet time. I know um, one of the, the ladies that influenced me a lot was a pastor's wife. And um, I I was a a young mother and had three kids and was teaching kindergarten. And one day came home crying and looked at Sid and I said, Almost 24 hours a day I spend with people under the age of five. I think I'm going to lose it. But but I remember one time she looked at me and she said, Vicki, you just need to find an upper room. Well, I was a new mom and uh, maybe not as spiritually strong as I needed to be, and I'm thinking, an upper room? Seriously, an upper room? And then it dawned on me, you find a spot where you can go and be by yourself and you can pray mm-hmm. and you just have quiet time. I I jokingly say lots of times for me it's in the bathtub. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> a nice bubble bath is the best mm-hmm. way to spend time with God, and of course we don't have kids at home anymore, so mm-hmm. I don't get disturbed, mm-hmm. and um, so it, it's just finding that spot where you can you can focus and mm-hmm. you can be with God. Yeah. So a good friend of mine,
1: she had an extended closet and she converted it into her prayer room. Yes, put a little coffee maker in there and. Uh-huh some scripture verses hanging up, and that is where she sits and does right. her quiet time in prayer in the morning. Yes. I'm an early riser. And if you just don't feel like you have time during the day to have your Bible reading and prayer time, get up an hour mm-hmm. early. Set your alarm clock. Yes. I know that sounds like you're going to lose an hour of sleep, but I bet in the evening mm-hmm. you'll find that hour of sleep earlier. Exactly, and, and having that hour to start your morning, to start your day with, and where you've already had conversations with God, it it, it just changes mm-hmm. my
0: whole attitude. Yes, it does. It does. And it's like I said, it's, it is a habit, if you can call it that, mm-hmm. you have to set the routine. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing after the routine is set, if you deviate from the routine, how the rest of the day just seems kind of off in some way. And so Well, Carol, I have loved this. We could talk, I know, for another hour or more. I'm sure that those of you listening have sensed her passion about Bible study. I love to be around her because I get her started and then she just goes. She overflows with it. So I so appreciate that. And I know the women that are involved in your Bible studies see that in you as well. And um, it's, it's having that passion. God will give you a passion for something if you pray about it. I, I will close with this. I know I had a thought earlier and it lost, but it came back, thankfully. I know the question was asked, What? how do I start a women's Bible study? I feel led to start a women's Bible study. And I'll go ahead and fast forward. I don't know if you remember last year at Summit in a breakout that we were doing. Somebody asked you that and you said, you just do it. Yes. And that's that's the best response I yes. can have. For those of you that are listening, if you want to start a women's Bible study, just do it. Yes. And if only two women come? Right. That's the two that God yes. wanted to be there. I'm I'm also doing a study now talking about women being influencers and it says, don't worry about how many. Worry about how deep you're yes. going. And so if only two women show up, don't worry that there weren't 10 more because in your mind, that's what you thought it should be, but go deep with those two women.
1: I think sometimes that's just a beta Satan, that numbers yes, game. Yes, it is. How many women do you have in your Bible study? It is. Uh-huh. And there were just a few weeks ago, we had maybe just six or 10 come to Bible study. And years ago, that would have just deflated me. Uh huh. But we had such a sweet time of yes. just talking and more got to talk that maybe... Didn't talk before. Mm-hmm.
0: So don't play the numbers right. game. Just right. do it. Yes. And and the deeper you go with those women, then they're going to feel compelled become to become Pauls yes. or to be disciples. And yes. so it it just multiplies and it multiplies it and it multiplies. So, well, Carol, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you for what you do, both in your church and with your personal Bible study. Thank you for what you do here at General Baptist Headquarters um, you're a wealth of information, so there are certain things they say, go ask Carol, and she can tell you. So I thank you for that. Well, on the next episode of We Can, I'll be having a conversation with Amanda Knight, and we will be visiting about the importance of community outreach. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'll be using. We'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review, and that helps us know how we're doing and helps other people find us. So thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to visiting with you on the next episode of We Can.